Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. They call me the Emerald City Exile. I'm beginning to think, trying to put myself in the heads of the elites. And you know what I'm figuring out? In their minds, they have to parent us. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. We're releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We're also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. Well, <laughs> that seems, I think we're missing some. Yeah, they're all, I'm sure there is. Uh, buying a gun, lying on your 4473. Yeah. That's kind of one. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's like rules against bringing your drugs into the uh, deprivation tank. I don't know. I mean, I got, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I can make up some charges, you know. Welcome to the show. Happy whatever the hell day this is, Thursday. Thursday. Golly. Every you know why I think every day is the same? Because it's literally been like we're still getting elections election results every day. So it's like groundhog day. Every day you wake up, oh, oh, this this other race in California. Oh, this other because it's so ridiculous. So welcome to the show. Dana Lash with you. So let's get in right into it. Nancy Pelosi is expected. Are we gonna take that, by the way? I was thinking that the whole time. Good. She's here in like the next, what, 15 or so minutes. She's going to be speaking. Don't ask me what, don't, what it is. I, nobody knows. Nobody knows, what the, nobody knows what it's going to be about. Nobody has any idea. What in the world is she going to be talking about? So she's going to speak, and I'm just I'm sure it's going to be a joyous thing. And the, I, nobody knows. Nobody knows what she's, gonna, what she's talking about. So we're gonna, we'll talk about that. We'll get into uh, some of the... The latest with FTX, Ukraine, and more. So the Democrats 
And I like that this was kind of Jim Jordan's like first thing, which I think it should be because there have been people who've gone to jail over what the charges that they just laid out. I mean, the charges that they just laid out, people have gone to jail for. So I'm just was wondering where, when that's, you know, when that was going to come with Hunter Biden. Well, it's because it's D different. Now, whether or not anything comes out of these investigations, I think is something else entirely. Uh, but it whether or you know whether or not they they get charges whether because then you have to the senate has to be involved and we don't have enough in the senate so that's why i think it'll fizzle out that doesn't mean i don't think we should do it because i think the headlines alone will be great because this is exactly what democrats would do i am totally for carrying out i don't care if it never comes up to anything in the in the senate i am totally for having all of this play out because it'll play out in the press and you'll have your sound bites and you know, I'm totally okay with all of that. So that is, uh, so that's how that started. Now you have, I, ca- I kind of think that the reason that Nancy Pelosi is going to be speaking is maybe a way to, to draw attention away from that, perhaps. I mean, it could be, there could be a number of things, but there is, we'll, we'll just keep you in, because I haven't even seen anything. There's not even anything in Bargo. Like she doesn't even have any of her, anything of her remarks out. So we'll bring it to you when she when she comes up to the to the podium. New York Times has a piece. Republicans barely won the House. Can they run it? They're pretty salty. It is a very narrow margin. Most of the headlines, if you go and look at what's trending with the press, it looks like everything is about uh, whether uh, Trump dividing the Republican Party and can Republicans even deal with their tiny little weensy victory in the House? It's pretty much all of the headlines. And I think that they have enough. They have enough of a presence there. We'll see. But it is kind of funny how the media is already. I mean, they were, they were doing this, I think, when uh, What's-His-Face's race was called out in California. <laughs> so in the meantime, as I said, if you're just joining us, the uh, Republicans announced they're going to be investigating Hunter Biden and Nancy Pelosi is going to be making an announcement here within the next 10 or so minutes. And it I don't know, I think she's announcing that she's uh, going to kind of st- that she's st- there's a lot of people gunning for her spot. And I think that she's, you know, maybe it's the time where she's going to say she's stepping away. She's not going to seek leadership. Maybe she announced because she's been in Congress for how long? Well, didn't we figure this out? Like back when they used runes, something like that. She's been in Congress for that long. A very long time. She's not going to give up any kind of power, though. Make no mistake. If she says that she's stepping away, she's not actually stepping away. She's just kind of doing that Homer gif from The Simpsons where she sort of like seeps back into the bushes. She's still going to be calling the shots. She's still going to be a power player, but she'll be a power player behind the scenes it's you know how um and i was thinking about this earlier the uh how you have dmitry medvedev and you have vladimir putin and they basically take turns they switch their positions every couple of years you know that's pretty much all this might be what all this is like medvedev he'll be he'll be you know he'll take putin's spot putin will switch spots with medvedev so they can make it seem like there's movement right and it's not a total you know tyrannical 
you know, basic dictatorship. Now, there were, there were discussions that it may be Adam Schiff, because Adam Schiff has been kind of one of her, I guess, cronies. Maybe it's Hakeem Jeffries. But Politico, I'm going to pull this up. Politico had a piece, I want to say this was yesterday, where they were discussing the, uh, whether or not it would be Hakeem Jeffries, and he might be looking at Senate seat. So we're, I don't know. But I do think it's, it, I don't think a lot's going to change. Not a lot will change. She will still call the shots. She is the person who likes to be in power. Now, in the meantime, we uh, are anticipating December 6th. And there's still, I hope that there's not a lot of squabbling for December 6th. One of the headlines that I wanted to get to yesterday that's incredibly important that somehow I went over with everything else that was happening. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a, uh, a piece that came out Walker's campaign uh, they had said, don't donate money unless it's to them, unless it's right to their campaign. Because there's a lot of groups, a lot of Republican groups, not saying names, and some candidates, not saying names, that are raising money off of Georgia and Herschel Walker, and they're not sharing it with him at all. And he's being outspent by Raphael Warnock like you would not believe. MSNBC had a piece this morning, has Herschel Walker finally discovered that he's being used by the GOP? And they note this. Now, I want to let you know, this happens in every, this happens all the time, Democrat and Republican. This isn't an unusual thing. This isn't the first time someone's decided to raise money off of an embattled candidate and use it for their own, their own purposes. Democrats do this all the damn time. But the media acts like, oh, it's just Herschel Walker, and it's probably because he's black. They cannot resist putting the racial aspect into it. Heaven help them. They, can't, they cannot stop. He did raise, what was it, $3 million? I think it was 3.3 on his first uh, day of the runoff campaign. But he, they, they put a message out. They said, look, y'all don't be raising money off of us. And not splitting it. And I think one of them, one of them was a Trump pack. And then there was another like Senate pack and all kinds of stuff. And they said after they got caught, and J.D. Vance's people were apparently doing it too. And then their Vance's people were like, okay, we'll split 50-50. That's just so dumb. Side of this though. Remember me explaining to you how one of the reasons why candidates fundraise all the time, even when they're not running, it's because you basically have to buy your leadership seats. You have to, as a candidate, give a certain percentage of money uh, every, what is it, every cycle to the Republican Party or every quarter, something like that. Uh, I had someone explain this to me once. And they kind of determine it's not the same for everybody. It sort of depends on how safe of an area are you in and how much money you can raise. So that's why you have some very unpopular people that will get into these leadership positions because they're able to raise a ton of money and they're able to, to, to make not only because they have to pay this fee, but then, you know, they also have to raise money for themselves. And you're talking massive amounts of money. So in order to get even to be considered for these positions, they have to raise a ton of money to donate to the party in addition to their own races. 
And so that's why they always fundraise. And that's probably what some of this is. They're looking at it as an opportunity to get some money so that they can throw it towards now that the house is restructuring so they can throw it towards whatever leadership bid that they want. But there was this fight, though. This was just bad with the, with how much was going in, how much was being raised off of Walker. So they had there was a Senate pack that was doing like 1090 and he had 10% to the to Walker campaign and they saved 90%. The Trump pack had a fundraising email that said contribute any amount immediately to the runoff. And and I got one of these cuz and I saw it and I looked at it and it tells you. It you if you increase it will auto default to splitting your donation and it goes 90% to the Trump pack and 10% to Herschel Walker. Now keep in mind and also by the way uh, the crew cruises did it too. I mean, there's no one, it's not targeting anyone and it's not the politicians that write, it's their people that do this. I have to point that out too. That's why it always happens because you have the same people that still run this stuff. They just go to different people after elect after different elections and some people are displaced and others are elevated. So just be careful when you're donating, whenever it comes down to something like this, you have got to go, you have to legit go to his campaign site and donate at his campaign site. If you want him to get the full amount. And let me tell you, it's going to count because they're dumping in everything to Warnock. They want to have a majority that is greater than just Kamala Harris's vote. You can't let them have that. Out of spite. Come on. We're Americans for the love. So we're going to we're going to talk about all of this here coming up. We're also going to keep an eye on whenever Nancy Pelosi is you know, going to speak. I do think that's going to be kind of interesting because it will sort of show you a little bit of Democrats playbook. Everybody has a different way of playing the game. And I'm curious to see who they're going to elevate after her if she does indeed announce that she's going to be stepping down. So we're going to discuss all of this and you don't want to miss a single bit of it hey folks dana lash here for recoil gunworks not only do they have competitive pricing but right now they're giving all of you out there twenty dollars off of any order of one hundred dollars or more and that makes this a great time to stock up before the end of 2022 so visit recoilgunworks.com dana and you can use promo code dana to receive twenty dollars off of any order of one hundred dollars or more now this offer is only good for a short time and recoil Recoil Gunworks is your web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer, family-owned. And, of course, they think like you. They're really well-known for their uh, refurbishments, their police trade-in guns, all in great shape. And you can buy now, pay later with no interest. And I said they have competitive pricing. It's also incredibly easy to use. You can search by caliber, weight, application, and brand. Uh, And, of course, they have ammo shipped right to your door where legal, including Illinois, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And you can check out the product restrictions page for further info on all of the state law restrictions. So visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana today, get a full list of products and use promo code Dana to receive $20 off of any order of $100 or more. Whether you need it in the woods or on the range, Recoil Gunworks gets it there fast. Right now get $20 off when you use promo code Dana on any $100 order or more at recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. That's recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. You probably would. I will actually fight someone before I allow this to ever happen. So, 
scientists. They're saying that donuts, cereal, and pizza should be redefined as drugs. Drugs, they say. Yes, they say it's highly, highly processed foods are just as addictive and harmful as cigarettes. Well, then, hell, I guess I'll start smoking cigarettes then if I can't have. They said that. Processed foods are addictive and dangerous. Researchers say the products meet the same addiction standards as nicotine. They've been leaked to oh, blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't know if I... Now, look, I get that processed sugar and having a lot of sugar is, and caffeine is technically a drug, but the moment you start going after the ballpark franks and the pizza, I mean, we kind of hint around and joke about civil wars. I promise you we'll have a civil war. I promise you. That's it. it you know, I will take up arms. Uh, let's see. Ooh, I just... I have this on my rundown as literally ha 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 The headline is Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K. Their comedy albums have landed Grammy nominations. So it's from Variety. Variety says, because, you know, they tried to cancel both of them. They tried to cancel Dave Chappelle and they tried to cancel Louis C.K. and it didn't work. So now they have nominations in the comedy album category. And that was after Louis C.K. won last year. And so they said, despite the controversies, they're still nominated. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. And uh, moving on. Target warrant Target. Target of all people are warning of a very, 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 very soft holiday quarter. Their profits are already tumbling. Sales are slow. They cut its fourth quarter outlook. They saw very slow sales in October. They saw a decline because families are obviously contending with higher prices. They're trying to make the pr- the trade-off between what they need and want. I bet that one weird aisle in Target, y'all know what I'm talking about, that has all the stuff that you don't need for your house that you like looking at. Um, they have That's where all the snow globes are for Christmas, too, by the way. Uh, I bet that aisle is not seeing a lot of turnover. That's kind of sad to think about it. And the Waukesha Christmas Parade murderer has been sentenced. He didn't do a good job of defending himself. He's found guilty on six counts of uh, 61, a lot of them. We're out of time. We got to go. Stay with us. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simple delicious. Tart Cherry Gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. There is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. Hmm. So that was Nancy Pelosi just moments ago. She is still speaking right now, but that's the big news to take away. 
uh, she's announcing that she is not going to seek that re-election. She's uh, 19 years as head of the Democratic caucus. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. She says she says that she's going to stay in Congress. Now, when I say she's not seeking re-election, she's not going to seek re-election to run the party, at least publicly. She said she's staying on as a backbencher so she can guide uh Looks like the the leadership that they're looking at is probably going to be Hakeem Jeffries is what it looks like. Uh, she's also making sure that Adam Schiff is, according to the rumor mill and the speculation, some of the reporters who are there, that he's happy and he's taken care of so he doesn't challenge Jeffries. Can I just point out that this is how Democrats do things differently than Republicans? Republicans are like, ah, sink or swim. Bye. Whereas Democrats make sure all their little pets are taken care of so no one challenges another and they don't they don't mess stuff up. I mean, I think there's there's a couple of different ways to look at that. I think that you have to be pretty beta in order to kind of take something like that. The part of me believes that. But the other side, I you know, I think. Is it if you're going for a common strategy, if you have a common strategy and you're going towards a common goal, they look at it as a means to an end. Right. Republicans look at it very differently. And I also think in some ways it's it's how people are hardwired. They're just different. And what it's what makes a Republican and a Democrat different from one another. But that is how they're they're making sure that Adam Schiff doesn't start getting wily, doesn't try to, you know, kick and challenge Hakeem Jeffries. So she's making sure that he's taken care of. And. The Politico, though, did say that it looked like uh, one of them was going to run for the Senate seat out there, whether it's Schiff or Jeffries. I don't know. But that's kind of what they're that's what they're speculating. Very interesting. They said that she spent the last uh, 24 hours, according to a couple of different reports, helping to clear the runway for Jeffries, making sure that. You know, no one's going to challenge him. This was her pick. She wanted to make that known. It, this was her selection. This is how she wants it. An orderly, you know, transition, change of, of, of power within the caucus. And she's staying because one insider told, oh, well, I can't say some of this quote. Uh, there's Puck News, Politico, and a couple of others. They said that... Uh, This was apparently someone within her uh, inner circle on the Hill. They said, quote, given that she didn't really lose or she didn't lose the election and the majority of her caucus is still in need of her leadership, obsessively in need of her leadership was how they said it. She's decided to stay. Plus, she can still raise a blank ton of money unlike anyone else in that caucus. And quote, that is true. She does raise a lot of money. You know who else I think is kind of the equivalent of that in the House side? For, for or in the Republican side of the house is Ann Wagner out of Missouri. I w- was there when she first got into her seat. I don't think it's congressional. I don't think it's district. Uh, what was it? District two. I can't remember her because it, it's been redrawn after that. Carnahan lost his third congressional district, uh, which was what I used to be in before they redrew those lines. She raises a lot of money. Of course, it requires a lot of travel. You got to do a lot of, you know, meet and greets, all this stuff. But Nancy Pelosi raises a lot, a lot of money like Mitch McConnell does. One of the reasons that Mitch McConnell, not only is he, you know, obviously running uh, leadership in the Senate, he raises a lot of money. And from the money that he raises, he will 
He raises money for the Senate leadership fund. He raises money for his campaigns. He raises money for other people. But he raises money and then gives it to other candidates. And that's what Pelosi does, too. And that's kind of expected of any leadership, be it in the House or Senate. But you got to be a moneymaker. I mean, I when I had someone I know who's in the House of Representatives was explaining to me, because I, I had asked, I said, I don't understand why, because their particular district was, was tilt purple. And it was a hard fought race. Uh, but they it was by the uh, percentage, the margin of victory that they had that their fees apparently were reconsidered and adjusted. That just blows my mind because you think, well, wouldn't you need wouldn't you need to be able to keep more of the money that you raised for next time around? But what it does is it goes into those house groups and those house groups then turn around and they donate it. Uh, to different they they put it into different candidates and uh, try to keep their their uh, majority but it is mm, interesting I I'm just fascinated with how they take care of each other I don't want to really say that as a compliment but I do think that the Republican Party needs some of that but the Republican Party I think this is kind of the difference between the right and the left we understand the strategy but we will still throw it under the bus if it means Oh, no, we're going to go advance ourselves. And I think that just has to do with the difference between how right and left think. The left are more willing. And in fact, they feel in many instances more secure being part of a hive mind operation. Whereas the right does not feel that way. They want to be individual. I get it. It's, it's, uh, the right is not as good as being team players as the left. And I think that that, you know, when people say, oh, well, why are they able to keep this together? That has to do with leadership. Eh, yeah, no, I also think it has to do with your psychological makeup. There's something that ideology, there's a reason why people go to different ideologies. And I think a lot of it has to do with that psychological makeup. Some people just don't want to be free. Some people want to be told by leadership what to do, who to support, when to move, when to not. And then you look on the right and I'll be damned. Every day it's a slap fight in the cloakroom, practically. I mean, I might be exaggerating, but Good grief. You know, if they had cameras, it'd be the, it, it, well, C-SPAN does. I think C-SPAN is one of the best reality shows ever. But can you imagine if they had cameras, not just on the floor, but whenever they left, like following them, you know, going to get their stuff in the cloakroom, going out, going on the steps, going to wherever they're going to have dinner. Just too funny in a scary way. So she's not going to, she's still going to be there, but she's not seeking leadership. So she's going to, she's leaving, but not really. You know who she reminds me of? Total sidebar. Her name, uh, Jessica, um, oh goodness, she's since passed. She was a great actress, though, on Arrested Development. She was the mom on Arrested Development. Remember her? Go see a Star War. She's so great. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she, that's who Nancy Pelosi reminds me of in a way. She totally does. She got up there, yeah, you're right, Jessica Walter. She was one of my favorites. She was also the, uh, um, oh my gosh, I can't even think of the other name of the animated series. She was the mom in that as well. Uh, but anyway, long story short, Pelosi's staying in. Now, as far as the Senate side, yesterday I told you McConnell won his stuff. You know he was going to do that. Uh, and uh, McCarthy will have their vote. I, I don't know if he's got the votes needed on the floor in order to take control of the House. That remains to be seen because the vote to get him the nominee to be party leader was pretty tough. So we'll see how that all goes out. I got a couple of other things I want to make sure that we hit too. 
So yesterday we were sharing some new information uh, about how that missile in Poland was actually apparently it looked like it was Ukrainian air defense uh, responding to a Russian missile. And it was the Ukrainian missile that landed just five miles over the border uh, in Poland. Unfortunately, two people did lose their lives, but it was a rural area. I was reading this piece over at CNN. It said inside the I know it's CNN, but hold up there. Come. I really do feel like CNN is really going for Joe Biden right now. Not in a good way. I mean, like they want to run him out for another. Maybe Gavin Newsom, because I have three or four. I, I only have two on my rundown today, but. I have a couple of other uh, stories that I've saved where they're really critical. They find an opportunity to put something in there at any point. They said Biden officials were scrambling. They made it sound like they had no idea what the hell they were doing. Uh, They said Anthony Blinken, he was traveling with Biden. They said his his security knocked on his door about 4 a.m. local time. uh, Because remember, they had G20. And they were apparently in Bali at the time this happened. They said that uh, 5.30 a.m., Biden was in a T-shirt, still in a T-shirt and khakis. He was talking with his Polish counterpart. Uh, Blinken uh, had, uh, they awoke him at 4 a.m. And they said that uh, they had been on the phone. They were trying to run things down. They said that, you know, the, the Biden team was pretty anxious. And they told reporters, you know, information, early information suggested it wasn't launched by Russia. They were trying to every they were kind of freaking out because they it was like it sounded like it was hurting cats. Uh, They had uh, apparently Jake Sullivan spoke to Zelensky's chief of staff. And it seemed like because they were scrambling. Lloyd Austin was scrambling. That's what they keep saying over and over again in the CNN piece. Uh, Miley or Millie. Sorry, (laughs) although it should be the same. Uh, They they were they were scrambling to try to figure out how to manage i think ukraine with us and then you know as it comes out you know we have the information that you know it had been them responding to a russian missile but you know who never actually changed any of their remarks Zelensky came out he immediately after this happened he had a video out saying that this was russia that did it And then they have a Ukrainian government official on Twitter saying that, oh, Russia's promoting a conspiracy theory that it was a allegedly a missile of Ukrainian air defense that fell on, uh, you know, that fell on uh, Poland's land. That's not true. No one should buy it's Russian propaganda. Well, that was the Polish foreign minister that confirmed that. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Poland isn't a Russian bot. it, It is. Really. I think we can all agree Russia shouldn't be there. They shouldn't be doing what they're doing. They're the agitators. They are the instigators. But you can't lie to get everybody to go into a war. See what I'm saying? Not everyone is there's not everyone's motivations are entirely pure. You have to really be cautious with us. It's hard to understand why anyone would keep voting for record inflation and skyrocketing crime. Likewise, why would anyone keep funding the left by sticking with big mobile carriers? Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, and they want to make it easy for you to try their service. Give them 60 days to earn your trust. And when you try Patriot Mobile for two months, you get your third month free, plus free activation. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks, and they use the same towers as all three of 
of the major carriers. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that's fighting to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. If you're fed up with woke companies that don't care about your values, support a company that does. Make the switch today and get a free month of service plus free activation. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. I mean, when the transphobia just comes out, the audacity and just the 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 arrogance for cis women to believe that they own periods, that they own womanhood. What? You don't. Okay, you don't own periods, you don't own womanhood. You experience both, and both are different for every person, but as a cis woman, it doesn't belong to you, so you can't gatekeep it. What? So some dude who is in woman face is using the sexist slur, cis women. Don't be putting no prefixes on who we are. And saying that we don't own periods. First off, sorry dudes. Welcome back, your lovable curmudgeon. Uh, yeah, nature says we kind of do. Yeah. And leave it to a progressive dude in woman face to, to say something like this. Someone who ain't never bled. Look, when you can release an egg and start shedding the lining of your uterus, then we can call it menstruation. But men does not mean that it is a something that men do. It is menstruation. It does not mean, oh, it's menstruation. I guess that means men own it. No, that is not how that word works. That's not how any word works. It's not a compound word. It's, that's just what it is. <laughs> it's taking everything I have within me right now. I just want for one moment, because I respond to positive affirmation. I don't really respond to criticism. I just need to be applauded for not going down the road that is right in front of me. Right there to my left. It's right there. I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards it a little bit with a toe. Trying so hard. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Because, Kane, I'm just saying, if, you know, if you are bleeding out of your... Then there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? That's a problem. It's a problem. Who are these people... This is this comes out because we got too much time on our hands as a people. If we were busy doing stuff, we wouldn't sit around and be like, is it unfair that I'm not bleeding? I mean, we wouldn't sit around and ask this. How is this not sexual appropriation? It's misogynistic and it's entirely it's he's in woman face. It's entirely sexist. What it you're 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 mad because of the most absolutely uncomfortable an inconvenient thing that women deal with and you're mad because you don't have it? I mean, I can cut you (laughs) and you can, you know, kind of have something similar if you want to do that. I mean, where are you going to put your feminine hygiene product? Oh my gosh, did I tell you too? Oh, hang on. Do I have this on, on this thing? Let me look. Oh, I do. Oh yeah. So I have this that it's actually coming up later. There is, it's under, uh, it's a British paper. And the headline is, I was scared to get my first smear test after coming out as a trans man. Uh, well, you're a woman um, because men can't get smear tests because when you put 
then in the uh, gynecologist uh, examination room came. Yeah. You okay? And you put their feet in the stirrups. Yeah. The doctor is not seeing what the doctor thinks that he's or she is going to see. <laughs> There's nothing to take. I mean, you could take. I mean, didn't they do butt swabs in China when people were coming over there? I'm just saying that's the only other thing. They don't have vaginas. You're if you're, you're a dude, you don't have one of those. Now, this is a woman who's who is in man face and she's saying, well, medical professionals know I'm a trans man. Am I going to be misgendered? Do you want health care or not? This is science. Do you want health care or not? Go get your smear. If you're a chick, go do it. You can't do it if you're a dude. I just cannot believe we because we have too much time on our hands. That's why we are. It's an indulgence of people who are too coddled. That's what this is. Get mad because it's true. We have a lot more on the way. Second hour coming up. We have Wokery. We have the latest with all Democrats. The Respect for Marriage Act is anything but. We'll talk about that, too. Stay with us. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. That. And how is it that you know, the state of Florida, uh, the Monday before the election, we could declare a state of emergency for Nicole, conduct an election, count like 7.7 million votes by midnight. Next morning, we're at the EOC, storm hits, you have washouts of A1A, other parts. It's we repair that by the weekend. And these other states are still counting their votes from the election. How pathetic is that? True. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff. They've been killing pythons in Florida. They've been doing all kinds of stuff. Meanwhile, everybody's still counting their votes. That was Governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida. Welcome back to the show. Top of the second hour. I'm Dana Lash, your best friend, lovable curmudgeon. I couldn't help but say Vanilla Ice did that. A1A, Beachfront Avenue. I know, I don't, don't ask me to, I can actually sing the entire song. I have no, this is what happened in the 90s. I don't know actually what happened. That's crazy. I was in ninth. No, ninth grade was it? No, I was in eighth grade when that song came out, I think. And it was everywhere. You couldn't get away from it. Seventh or eighth. You couldn't get away from it at all. It was absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Everyone was listening to it. And then all the guys wanted to dress like Vanilla Ice. And everybody wanted, all of a sudden, that was the windbreaker period. Like the, the meme says, no one fought against the wind harder than us. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. All right, so. All of the latest. He is right. I just looked at. Well, I not looked at. I just saw a uh, <clears throat> an update. Lauren Boebert's race got updated and her lead hasn't changed. There's what is going on in, in Colorado? A little Rocky Mountain high up there. Like what's happening? They're still counting this thing. 
They're still counting it. How? How are they still counting it? So the latest, they have like little small vote dumps. It came out, uh, this was maybe 20 minutes ago. The Pueblo County clerk and recorder said they'll release the final dump of votes today around 1 p.m. I just love the... Why is there a dump today? Why are they calling it a dump? Is what I want to know. Oh, man. Oh, I. They said that the results in the county are final, but not official. And all that's left would be the canvassing of maybe one or two ballots. Ballots. That's from the Pueblo County clerk. Are we doing this? Is that what we're doing? I mean, it sounds like that's that's what he's doing, you know. Oh, my gosh. I'm just saying that's just you know what it sounds like is going on out there. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. But it's called it it I think they took the idea of something Tim Burtony and stop motion animation and they drug it through hell and then they brought it back up and made a new movie. It's called Mad God. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that I like it or not, but it was really, nobody knows what the hell's happening in it. It is awful. I mean, there's actual, the reason that I made me think of it is the word they're describing the ballot dumps because there are actual giants in there that engage in that, but not with ballots. And I'm just like, do they have like a mad God set up somewhere up in the Rocky mountains? And that's how they're getting their vote. I don't know what's going on here. What is, this is just crazy. So they still don't know. We have clinched. The House lead barely. They said that she's leading by 1,122 votes. And it's against, what's his face? Frisch. He, he had, um, this guy, I think is the, uh, like he came, what did he, like came out, he got, he was criticized for having, I actually heard about this. He was criticized for having an, an affair, like I guess his wife's rich or something like that. He's got money and he was apparently in the middle of his campaign. There was accusations that he was having an affair in a storage unit, in a storage unit. Like, really? Is that what happens in storage units now? There was all kinds of stuff going on about him. Yeah. And they were like, is he, did he, it, and, and it, because people were asking whether or not he was being blackmailed over it or something. I don't know. He sounds like he's got baggage is all I'm saying. No, sorry. Now the new lead is 1,106 votes. So it's, you know. But they're going to have another uh, ballot dump, Kane. Wow. I'm sure. Nobody knows what's going on. Meanwhile, in Florida, it, it feels like a SpongeBob episode. You know, one week later. And then here we are. They're still... If Florida's... like they're, they're back living their lives. Ron DeSantis is is governing they're back doing their thing and everyone else is still learning to count i just it's just kind of crazy really crazy so we'll keep we'll keep an eye on that for sure we'll just tell you i'm sure i'm sure we're going to get a totally completely dependable result here just you know in a little bit i have two other things for you and to hit this particular uh segment I'm going to get in here coming up. I'm going to touch on the Respect for Marriage Act. We're going to do a deeper dive into that, too. Uh, I wrote a piece up at the newsletter yesterday. There were a couple of things that came out yesterday uh, from the chapter and verse newsletter over at Substack. Our contributor, Lorraine, has a piece up there about FTX explaining that that story is getting crazier. And then 
I don't know why I did not mean to get this invested in this, but it happened by accident. Uh, the what is it? The Great American Family Network is what it's called. It is the new network that was created by the former CEO and president of Hallmark Media. And then he hired Candace Cameron Bure away from Hallmark. And they're developing programming for this new network. And she did an interview with the Wall Street Journal. And everybody knows she's a Christian. Everyone knows her brother Kirk Cameron's a Christian. And they talk about their faith a lot. And so she gave an interview in the Wall Street Journal. And she was saying that she just felt as though the Great American Family Network was a better home from her, for her. Uh, that she uh, wanted a more a, a focus on faith and traditional families, you know, etc. Now, after how many years of saying, well, go make your own network, go make your own. I mean, she did it and they're st- they, they wanted to chase her away from Hallmark. And then she created something of her own and is helping to build it. And they're still mad. So I was talking yesterday about how the, uh, the Walking Dead guy and his CW wife or whatever were getting mad at her and, and going off on her for all of this. And now what's her face? Marin. Man, are you sure it isn't Karen? Morris. Is mad too. Like all of these like thirsty people who desperately want attention are coming out of the woodwork to try to get in on this. It's like a it's like a pile on. I think is the way that I'd put it was uh, that her interview with the Wall Street Journal. How did I put this? I wrote about this last night. I said it was kind of like the Noah's Ark for angry CW and cable talent who couldn't run up the gangplank fast enough to escape the flood of irrelevancy. It's kind of what a bit. It's true. You have all these people coming out and they're still, they're going on and on. So every day there are more people getting angry at her. And I mean, you, again, you had the logo, you have the logo network. That's the, the gay folks network. Are they bigoted because their purpose for their network is, quote, dedicated to lifestyle and entertainment programming targeting the LGBT audience? That's how they describe themselves. So are they bigots? Are BET bigots? Because they have a network that creates content uh, dedicated to black Americans. Or what about uh, Univision for Hispanic Americans? I mean, they even have a network that is full of bad after school movies for grown women. It's called Lifetime. (sighs) They have all sports network. They have a a bad comedy network, except for South Park. I mean, they have a network for home stuff. They got a network for science stuff. They got a network for food stuff. They have a sports stuff network. They have a network for all kinds of things, you know, because here's what's kind of crazy. In the quest to turn a profit... People create different networks for different audiences and they offer different channels to provide content for those audiences. That's so insane, right? I mean, oh my goodness. No, what's wrong with these people is that they're more upset that Christian content is the focus more than they are upset over the exclusion of alphabet issues. That's the real thing. Look, no one... I don't know why these people, they don't object to any of the other niche programming, but they can't handle when they're not invited to something. Who cares if somebody creates a network? Not everyone has to think like you. 
Like Marin Morris. When is this woman not bitching about something? Like every time I see her, she's yelling about some other woman. She sounds jealous. That's how they look thirsty and jealous because all they do is snipe at other women. She sounds jealous. Meanwhile, Candace Cameron Bure is crying into all her money. I mean, she's been she's been on television for how long? And then she's got her network and everything else she's doing. You know, she's done the Hallmark stuff. Doesn't she have some other like home lines and all this other stuff? I don't know. It's like she does all this stuff. I sh- I'm really sure she's gonna be really sad. But, but no, we, we've talked about it on the show before. But we're all tired of when you declare you love waffles, and then the next question from someone is, "Why do you hate pancakes?" Yeah, it's like no, that's not how it works. Just because I happen to be for this thing doesn't mean I have disdain or some sort of evil directed at the other thing. And that's the conflation that I think is killing our communication today. I yeah, and and and. I don't like this idea that you have to force people to watch stuff or that you have to accommodate. There's, there's, I think people use the word tolerance when they mean accommodation by force or, or total full-on acceptance or whatever. You can do your own thing. Nobody, I don't, I don't care if somebody creates a network and it's full of stuff that, I don't, that doesn't, isn't dedicated to my eyeballs. I don't care. Go on and do your thing. I mean, I'm sorry if your life is so empty that you feel that every single thing is a slight directed exactly towards you. What a self-centered existence. And what an empty life that you think you have to be invited to everything. I was left out of this new network. Look at all of the other networks out there that provide representation, including a literal whole network for a dedication dedicated towards the programming you want. And why are you com- why are you complaining? Because she's got one of this. There's one of this network that's just doing traditional stuff. For the love, like what is? Stop it! Not everybody has to think the same. That is re- always remember who's doing this. It's not the right. It is the left. They are the ones who, heaven forbid, you think differently. Oh my gosh, you you went away and created something. I don't like what you created. I demand you be shut down. That's who these people are. They're little fascists. Good grief. I just, by the way, I think that uh, Beret is handling this so much classier than I think anybody else, particularly myself, would have ever handled this. But she's not backing down. She's like, oh, that's sad that you feel that way. <laughs> I'm crying into my money. She didn't say that, but I did. <laughs> she, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she should just do an Instagram video where she's using some Benjamins to dry up her tears. Just, you know, oh. I'm so sorry you don't like me. <laughs> oh, man. So I, I'm going to watch it. Hallmark gets preachy sometimes. They used to not be. I don't like the preachy stuff. And it's, I mean, I don't, and I don't care if people don't want to see, if they want to see actual traditional married couples. And she's like, oh, it, and ethnicity isn't the issue. She's like, oh, my gosh, we always have. And f- I mean, you know, all of the, uh, you know, every ethnicity represented. We just want traditional families. There's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I got a lot more on the way for you, including that defensive, or not defensive marriage act, the respect for marriage act, which actually is the way to undo the defensive marriage act from 96, is not at all what they're saying that it is. We're going to discuss this and more as we get moving on. 
Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Loose mink! Loose mink! Associated Press says that some 10,000 mink... Now, sidebar, I am today years old. Mink is the singular plural. It's not minks. It's mink. Like fish... Well, you can say fishes, I guess. Never mind, I just confused myself even more. Let's, let's keep going. Uh, so this is an Ohio vandalism. Freed thousands of mink at a rural northwest Ohio farm. 10,000 of the small little carnivorous mammals are unaccounted for on Tuesday evening. They said that so many of them, this is so... This is what people don't think about. Like, oh, I want to save animals' lives. But they just, like, let them loose. And they most of them ended up getting killed crossing a road. They said that there were so many dead mink that were killed crossing the road that they had to bring in a plow to help clear the carcasses away. I'm not kidding you. So it's like that's, you didn't actually save them. You just made them die faster. Uh, But they said that employees at the farm were able to corral many of the ones that were on the property still. Um, And it was the ALF, uh, somebody spray painted ALF and the phrase will be back. It was Animal Liberation Front probably. I mean, I'm all for, I mean, you guys know how I feel about animals, but you cannot, you got to have a plan for after you open the cages, okay? That's just like the dumbest way to end this. This is so ridiculous, people. Come on. Uh, also, if you go out in 30 seconds of sunlight, uh, they said, the, some studies say it could be an effective way to prevent cancer, cancer prevention. But it is a study that is being contested, I should say. We have more to come. Stick with us. More of The Dana Show right back after this. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. I'm beginning to think, trying to put myself in the heads of the elites. And you know what I'm figuring out? In their minds, they have to parent us because, of course, we're rebellious teenagers who want to be able to drive gas-powered cars and have guns. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. I think we we just we just finished this election. Okay? People just need to chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously. We just ran an election. 
we have this Georgia runoff coming, which is very important for Republicans to win that Georgia runoff. I mean, I know around the country, uh, Florida was kind of the the biggest bright spot. It was not so bright in many other parts of the country. It was a it was a it was a substandard performance given the dynamics that are at play. So hopefully, we'll be able to be able to do that. But I think what people like me who've been given the opportunity to continue is okay uh let's do something with that and the reason why we want historic victory is at the end of the day we led we delivered and we had your back when you needed us that that is why we won big Ooh, it's true that's uh ron desantis down in florida welcome back bottom of the second hour dana lash here with you i think chill out needs to be kind of the motto until year's end right it everybody needs to chill everybody needs to chill out just calm down i it just calm down because i think i don't like taking media bait and i don't like i don't like getting wrapped up in all that i like kind of just we just we need to call our own shots here but he's correct he's like we just ran an election what what are we doing here now I tweeted out this piece. I actually have something I'm writing about this. I was going to try to have it done actually this evening, but we'll see. Uh, and we're going to talk to him tomorrow. My friend David Harsani, who's writes over at The Federalist. I think he's kind of curmudgeonly too. He um, is probably, he's he's a smart ass. I don't know how else to describe it. He's like the cantankerous family member. I'm going to tell him this at the table. His tone comes totally through. He's just, he's aggravated with all the drama, as am I. But I love what he said here. Because there is this fight in the GOP. It's not the big fight within the Republican Party, ladies and gentlemen, is not between Trump and DeSantis. It is not. It's on what type of ideology is going to be essentially used to govern the party. Here's what I mean. So he writes this piece where he says national conservatism is a dead end. Now, national conservatism, there's some there's some things about it. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I've criticized it before because that is the strain of I don't think it's actually conservative. That's the ideology that says it's OK to use the government to my ends because it's me using it. So that makes it OK. But the government is the variable that will pollute that's the thing. It's nature and, the, and, and its effect on abuse does, uh, uh, doesn't change. It's the individual that uses it changes. Like power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. He writes this. He writes, well, since I can hear the tone, since a civil war is about to break out and destroy the modern Republican Party, fingers crossed, let me tell you what grinds my gears. Young natcons, many of whom I know and like, seem to be under the impression that they've stumbled upon some fresh electrifying governing philosophy. Really, they're peddling ideas that already failed to take hold 30 years ago when the environment was far more socially conservative and there were far more working class voters to draw on. If Americans want class-obsessed status doling out family-busting welfare checks and whining about Wall Street hedge funds, there already is a party willing to scratch that itch. We don't need to. Boom. Boom. I wish I could make that a tattoo or a T-shirt, but it's kind of too long. They say the new right loves to mock zombie Reaganism. He says, well, the 80s fusionist coalition, which stressed upward uh, mobility based on merit, free markets, 
federalism, autonomy, patriotism from the soul-crushing federal bureaucracy. It was more successful than the Buchananism, uh, Buchananism uh, that followed or the Rockefellerism that preceded. He said zombie Reaganism was a dramatic success, not only in 80, but in 94 and in 2010 and 2014. He goes, the shining city on a hill might sound like corny boomerism, but it's still infinitely more enticing than the bleak apocalypse. Uh, talking about how everything is always over the top, over, over dramatic, and we got to have government solve it all. Now, I have talked about this six ways to Sunday, and he's so right. And this is what I'm concerned about, and this is why I say this. There, I'm not going to name names because you know how I am. I, I follow the New Testament of dealing with disputes, and, and this person's a friend. We just disagree, like big time. Uh, but it is a, a young NatCon podcaster. And this episode never aired. It was taped for their show, and the episode never aired. And they're very influential, and you know them. And we had a discussion about, I mean, it started off right away. The proposal was to be, to do as Hungary is doing, or to mirror Hungary in domestic policy. And for instance, do things like uh, pay people to have more babies here so as to limit uh, the need or reduce the need uh, to depend on immigration. And I thought it was a joke at first. And my response was, you mean like welfare? Because that's not working. And the conversation went off the rails from there. And the entire time I was sitting across from this individual and I felt like let me just put it in perspective. I felt like Obi-Wan Kenobi from the third film in the prequels. When he's standing, he's there at Mustafar. Anakin Skywalker's already got all his stuff chopped off. And he's laying there, slowly smoldering in the ash on the bank of a lava river in Mustafar. And Obi-Wan Kenobi is utterly heartbroken. And he's screaming, it was supposed to be you. It was supposed to be you. Like you were the next generation. You were the great hope. You were the one. And he's heartbroken. He just, he feels a loss. Even though he's still looking at chopped up Anakin, who he thinks is going to you know kick the bucket. But still, you get my point. And... I felt like I was Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm like, what? My, my mentally, as I'm engaging, I'm thinking, it was supposed to be you <laughs> this whole time. I was just shocked because the proposals and the conversation kept going on and on. I'm like, this stuff has been done. This was, oh, you mean the quote unquote compassionate conservatism of the early aughts? You mean that? You mean, the, it's like the Rick Santorum type of republicanism. Oh, well, let's use the... It, it, here's a policy that perfectly describes what I'm, what I'm saying here. There have been a lot of Republicans that have decided to... Not a lot, but enough. That have decided that they like the idea of paid family leave. I don't. I think it's an anti-conservative position. I've always thought that. 
I mean, it's a, it's an expansionism. It's a it's an expansion of government, and it's a lazy and disconnected way to try to solve the social issue by using government overreach. I and I think that some people on the right think that the appropriate response to one up the left is okay. Well, they're using and Harsani gives a really good example here. He's like, well, you know, using the government to crush big tech and the you know, the uh, the regulations and everything that they have put upon us, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, but you 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 would want, you don't use that. He's like you it would be freeing. You want to free them. It just it is this idea of using the government to one up. And it doesn't make it conservative because a Republican is doing it. I don't know. I just I, it's not I, I it's just weird that we have people in the Republican it's it's the this sentiment it's been in a, it started to seep into a lot of Republican circles there are a lot of people in the commentariat they're saying well you know government welfare in the name of pro-family isn't actually welfare because it's for a pro-family issue their reasoning is that it it can't be a big government policy if it's for a Republican cause a good cause that's that's the exact logic that got us too big to fail by the way I mean, that's this is the whole my whole point about this. There there is this this growth of that sort of and they call it national conservatism, which I don't know if that's the most accurate term to use, but it is really bubbling up within the Republican Party. And one of the things that I've always said is that if voters have a choice between a real Democrat or a fake one, they're going to go with the real one. And as Harsani notes in his piece, you literally already have a party that is all about doling out, you know, all of big government entitlements for the sake of their ideology or using government for to advance their ideology. And that's where I think we got to be really, really careful. It's hard work, though. But ultimately, like, for instance, the Defense of Marriage Act, and let's let's go, segue into this. I didn't like I don't like going to the government and appealing for them for validity on anything. I didn't like Defense of Marriage Act because I don't think that the government should be making any kind of determination on anything. So now we have the Respect for Marriage Act. I don't know if you're familiar with everything with this. It's been in the news. Everybody's talking about it. Um, It is anything but that just to just to FYI. They it's it's essentially on. I guess you could say it's it's a repeal of the 96 Defense of Marriage Act. And it does not. Uh, there's no nobody with there's nothing changes except basically they people get the green light to go after religious organizations with that the bill absolutely explicitly excludes for reason now nothing's going to happen I think before the holidays they've had some procedural votes to move it that some of the Republicans voted for for some reason and it doesn't protect at all in in any way religious liberty it's absolutely left out now and we're going to talk about this a little more because what it does is it creates this false it create it establishes a false definition of what marriage is and all of the tax exempt status you know the faith-based groups all of that all of those things are going to come into question that's that's not up for argument they're all going to come into question that's i mean it's it's it doesn't protect any of that 
We're going to talk about this a little bit more because I know we have Florida man on the way. But this is one of the things that we're going to be dealing with when, as we get the new Senate and we get the new House because they passed this thing in October. Well, no, not October. Sorry, July. And it happened pretty quickly. There were 47 Republicans who voted in favor of this bill because I don't think that they realized what was actually all in it or what it actually didn't protect because it I mean there was a I think there was a great piece and we're going to talk about this tomorrow uh, with uh, one of the directors of heritage but Roger Severino was saying that it creates a roving license for private parties to sue anyone who is arguably acting under color of law when providing government funded or regulated family services like adoption or foster care so consider like Christian family services anything like that I mean you're going to see and you've seen you know people target politically and hound them whether you know bakeries and all this other stuff imagine what this is going to do for you know faith-based organizations and tax exempt i mean it's going to be an open season on them it's his life mission to make bad decisions (laughs) it's time for florida man this guy's mugshot with his hairy neck and chest and his gold chain says i'm here to porty (laughs) this is oh man a florida man so he goes to epcot and literally in less than 30 seconds he chugs two beers removes his shirt and apparently almost fell off the skyliner platform during a skirmish with police i mean it takes family reunion slap fights to kick off longer to kick off than that 30 year old man from Merritt island he already caught the attention of authorities because he appeared drunk already. They said he was loud, he was swearing, he wasn't on his feet. And then deputies literally with their own eyeballs watched, his last name is Holderby, that he chugged two beers in less than 30 seconds at the American Adventure Pavilion. And visitors were already complaining. Uh, they were telling you know, all the managers, they were saying, don't serve this dude any more alcohol. And people were trying to get him to drink water. And I guess that's when he got mad and chugged two beers because they were trying to get him to drink water. And then immediately he was confronted by the Di- a Disney manager and then the police. And he started fight. He had, took his shirt off and basically was like, what I do? What I do? And then they started to yell and fight. And then he fell off. the Almost about killed himself falling off the ramp of the Skyliner. You know, that's your trip to Epcot. I got drunk, chugged two beers, took off my shirt and fought with cops. And all I got was this other shirt. <laughs> <laughs> man i tell you what that's a party all right so uh also this oh this comes from larry this sounds like this is going to go real well so at Publix, customers at select florida locations will be able to drink while they get groceries what? everybody knows that you don't drink and then shop for food everybody knows this yeah. that's why Publix is doing it huh so they say that uh, if you wanted to drink some wine Maybe have a 40 while you're shopping for your groceries. <laughs> Kane's like, what? No, I'm just saying, you can have various beverages, wine, beer, coffee, oh, and kombucha, your uh, bacteria tea. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said it's, it, starts, it started at Tallahassee in 2018. Now it's expanded to all eight Greenwise markets. I may have to, I'm joking, maybe, have to go all the way to Florida to do my shopping. Yeah. Just you know, <laughs> drive it back. It'll take some hours, 14 hours. That's all. No big deal. Yeah, I think that's going to go real well, don't you? I feel like that's going to be very safe and successful. Uh, Also, oh my goodness, a 
A Florida man was arrested after his cookie box. I don't know if that's a prison term or not. <laughs> revealed crack, MDMA, and fentanyl. What? Yeah. So he's a Florida dude. They found him driving erratically. And then they he had a box of cookies in his front seat. So when they pulled him over, they said uh, he almost hit a bunch of cars when he was turning. He, he said, oh, the car's having steering issues. And then his license was expired. And the canine was like, there's all kinds of stuff happening in this car. And he said uh, they found a cookie box and it had all kinds of fentanyl, everything, MDM, MDMA. Hey. So he has a lot of first degree felonies on him. Yeah, like what you think? Oh, those are cookies. Surely there can't be drugs there. That's man. You underestimate our boys and girls in blue. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. And again, as the owner of these companies, he can fire anyone he wants. Uh, he can do whatever he wants inside of those companies. But when he's dealing with the federal government in terms of federal laws, he's not free to do that. You cannot ignore what the federal government is requiring of your company. And that goes for safety rules in your vehicles. And it also goes for guardrails uh, that have to be built around social media sites that are allowing for uh, Twitter for $8 to give someone an ability to impersonate who they are. And it, they could be impersonating the fact that they're the CDC or Eli Lilly or, yes. uh, Lilly or a United States senator. Yes. That is not permissible. And they would pay, they will pay a price if they don't put safeguards in place at Twitter. Oh, boy. Uh, that's Senator Ed Markey, who is essentially threatening Elon Musk over the and he's from Massachusetts over the. Uh, what is it? The Twitter blue thing, which which I think is stupid, but it's not Marky's. It's a private business. They can do, they can do something stupid like that if they want to. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you, as always. Good to be with you. Top of our third hour. And this. He was saying that. Fix your companies or Congress will. He actually said that in a tweet. Yeah. He said that in a tweet. Okay, fashity McFascist. Good grief. The, I will say the Twitter blue thing is dumb because I used to, I got verified just because of um, I, what I do. You know, I'm like a government, political, whatever person. Now, any, I think everybody should be verified, quite honestly. You should be who you say that you are. And... I, I always thought, I'm not going to pay dollars. You know, I'm not going to, I'd let it expire if that was the thing. But the way that they did it from a selfish viewpoint, so the way that I see Twitter, it says verified mentions and regular mentions, and now they're both the same column. The verified mentions I use to watch all the news stuff, and I can't use, the app is trash for me at this point. Um, but the world's it's like, okay, well, then redesign your app too. But they, you know, the, the, I thought that they handled, I got to say, I thought they handled the parody stuff relatively fast, even though we laughed our butts off about the Eli Lilly thing. That was funny. I mean, not funny for the people who lost money, but it was funny. And then didn't they have uh, the dude from Saw that got verified? That was yesterday. My kids were laughing about that. Like my kids were into following all of this. I, there's something about it that I like that it is so messy and it's all out there. He is so, I think, honestly, he's so transparent, it's ridiculous. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody as transparent as he is. He just doesn't care. Maybe not since Johnny Depp talking about the pint of wine and dragging that uh, D-lister to court after she meek-tooed him. But this, um, falsely, but 
it's just the transparency is like, yeah, it's messy. By the way, I had another kid with a staffer or something. I don't know. It's just wild. It's so transparent. I don't think we're used to that because we see people in politics. Like, for instance, compare what you know about Musk to the whatever the hell happened in Nancy Pelosi's house with her husband, Paul, and his panties with a hammer. Sidebar. What a messed up game of Clue. I have Paul Pelosi in the foyer in his underwear with a hammer. You win clue. What? <laughs> right? I would redo the game just to have that, those cards together. You know what I mean? Nobody guessed that. Oh, anyway. So this, I, for him to do this, because they did pause the $8 thing. I don't know. I, they don't I, I don't really think they don't have any what what is where does Ed Markey get off and telling him fix your companies or we will exactly. where does he get off saying this what oh I, is it because it's d different I mean for real where does I, I just am kind of I'm actually kind of shocked at there's no reaction from the left of the media over this but then or there, there's a ton of reaction over this, but there's none over that uh, SBF dude with FTX. Yeah. Hmm. By the way, did you know that he gave a ton of money to Beto, Robert O'Rourke, the Irishman, who appropriated a nickname into that horrible TikTok video where he danced? Oh, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And so... They said that FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried bankrolled the Democrat Party's midterms war chest. Oh, boy. That's a big number. He used a lot of money. Funds from his now bankrupt crypto exchange. Now, blameless customers have obviously lost billions. So are they going to give any of that money back? Isn't this kind of like a Madoff thing? Yeah, only times like three. Times 11 so what about the Democrat candidates? And it was pretty much all Democrat candidates. Maybe there was like two and he only gave money to two, like two Republicans because and they were on the Agricultural Committee, uh, I think. Wasn't that correct? And he wanted some kind of regulation. He was buying favor. It was basically all Democrats. Are they going to give any of that money back? Are they going to be required to give any of it back? I guess is the question. Where is it? Well, OK. Do they know where it is? I think it went for a little Parmesan if it was because uh, how much did Biden get? Didn't Biden get like 40? How much did he get from this guy? He got a lot. Oh, five million. He got over five million. He spent over 40 million dollars. Apparently for Democrats this last election, Joe Biden got five million of it for a little Parmesan. I have to do that because it's like Gene Parmesan from um, Arrested Development. Jean Parmesan. I can't I can't stop doing it. Just like earlier, whenever I say uh, former Full House star Jody Sweeten, I always mentally put an apostrophe after the N because I can't stop. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> this has got me all goofy. I just because it's so it's just so weird. You're going to guardrail speech. Hey, wait a minute. Kane, do you remember? Twitter's a private company and it can do what it wants. Oh, yeah, that's not even that old. Where are it's all like those people at? Where do those people go? I know. Twitter's a private company. It can do whatever it wants. No, it's not anymore. We hate it. You have Put to do what the government wants now. 
Hashtag guardrails. So is he, isn't this a threat? This is a threat. Because he's literally telling him, you're going to pay if you don't get in line. I mean, at least the mob is honest about it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're like, we're the mob. Pay up or you're going to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, he's, this is, this is the legal mob. This is the legal mafia right here in government. Good. Ooh, good, interesting band name, legal mafia. Uh, Anti-democratic uh, because they're all about being a Republican, uh, a Republic punk band. So this difference in treatment and i'm not saying that elon musk is in in any way the same as fbf but they're trying to act like what musk is doing is so oh my gosh it's just oh it's so dangerous but ignore the guy who totally bankrolled us ignore this guy this sbf who how much money and then not to even get into all the stuff with ukraine and everything else this was biden's second biggest donor Second biggest donor. He helped fund their entire get out the vote apparatus and all other kinds of ballot harvesting stuff. Now, they were going, weren't they? They were they were going to flee before they got apparently caught. They think it's like, you know, billions of money of, of dollars that have disappeared. So. You see why Biden doesn't. I don't I don't think doesn't this also kind of sound like a inner inner Democrat war because you have some Democrats that want to regulate this and then Biden it doesn't want to regulate it. I, I don't I, it just there's an interesting divide here. Second biggest donor. Are they going to refund the uh, refund the 40 million? What about all the candidates like Beto that got money from this guy? Did you know that Maxine Waters there was a deleted tweet. The guy, I think Daily Caller had this, the guy who was in the running to chair the CFTC, uh, Waters oversees, uh, she's is basically head of uh, crypto on the financial, oh, financial services committee. There was a photo of all of them together and it was deleted by the guy who is, was in the running for the chair of the, of the uh, CFTC. It's Maxine Waters and SBF and these other Democrat officials. And they were at a caucus retreat just this past spring. Interesting. I like how interesting, interesting, interesting. Hmm. So in the meantime, Bloomberg News reports that Sam Bankman freed SBF. He was interviewed by Bahamian police and all that stuff. And they, they, you know, they're, they're trying, they were trying to figure out a way to, uh, bring him back to the u.s they're they were exploring that but i'm telling you this the difference between and how this is treated is just i think this is such a big story and all and what about all of the celebrities who push this they're all getting sued now too tom brady steph curry and other celebrities are being sued for pushing the ponzi scheme of s uh, of uh of sbf's ponzi scheme with the exchange of ftx they're all getting sued this is like a south park episode yeah they're going to extradite him apparently and they're also thinking, there's an interesting piece of Daily Mail. They were saying that he was worth $16 billion before all this happened. Now his fortune's down by 94%. And they were worried about the crypto contagion from FTX's collapse. Yeah. It spread to BlockFi. 
Oh, man. This is just... Oh, yeah, and others. That's just one of them. That's just one. But we're not really seeing anything else. And and wasn't it the uh, Alameda Research? Apparently, they personally loaned FTX $1 billion, three separate loans. I mean, that sounds... I was looking at some of the... uh, Let me pull this up, too. I was looking at... uh, They had the messages that were not intended to be public, and it was coming off of this SBF account. And it was a journalist who was like leaking all this stuff out. And they said that they, I mean, the magnitude, they didn't even know like who all worked there. It was a mess. The FTX employees could not even tell the courts who worked there. That's crazy. Just, I mean, this is so, but you know, but Elon Musk and Twitter, a few other things I want to hit here too. Uh, Oh man, we got, I'm running out of time. We were talking about that Respect for Marriage Act. We're going to be talking about that more tomorrow as well and get into the legalese of it. But it's it was advanced. It actually advanced pretty quickly. Uh, and one of the reasons why it did so was after the Dobbs decision. And they were using the whole legal concept of substantive due process. And it's, you know, activist judges. And it's that whole judicial reform, the rot in, in the justice system. And... They all of this, they're they're misinterpreting what Thomas wrote in his concurrence because he apparently and and his uh, opinions are always pretty amazing. He was writing. He wrote a separate thing where he was saying that, you know, it seemed like it was jokingly, you know, we should just reevaluate every case that was built on this, you know, shaky legal concept of substantive due process, which is not the same thing as due process. And he said that includes the same sex marriage decision. Um, because it's been so abused by progressives and it's it, it's it his stuff is getting so his words are getting so purposefully misinterpreted to fit this agenda but the bottom line is that there was never any risk that anyone was ever going to lose any benefit because of Oberfell I mean every state had to adopt and adapt to that decision and there were no there's nothing in the legal pipeline that was going to change that so their whole thing is predicated upon a lie all this is going to do because if they wanted to offer any kind of protection to faith-based tax-exempt entities they would have included it in this in this uh legislation and they didn't on purpose and now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So a deer broke into somebody's house after it mistook a reindeer decoration for a possible romantic encounter. Not even kidding. A Wisconsin couple had a big scare. They said a, that a full-grown buck ran through their front door and into their living room. They said they didn't reali- realize it was a deer until it came out of the living room. They said it uh, that it did. I mean, apparently, it did hurt itself while breaking through. It was bleeding all over their stuff, <laughs> and just it poked holes in their ceiling with his antlers. He's trying to find a way out. God love him. But they said that what they think ended up happening uh, is that they have holiday reindeer right outside their house, and they think that that's kind of what really, really. Like the little plastic light. That's apparently it for sure. Moms for Liberty. This is actually pretty cool. In South Carolina, uh, in two hours, they well, they have their back school board members. They fired the superintendent, 
banned critical race theory, uh, allowed parents the power to decide what what books and materials should be included in schools, fired the district's lawyer as well. And uh, wow, that's pretty cool. They made it happen fast. And a grandpa completed a marathon while chain smoking. Don't do that for your turkey trot. Stay with us, jerk. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. I don't know that there's a song out there that I, I never thought I'd say this about Kenny Loggins, but here we are. I mean, he's not metal, but it is a metal song. It's just wild. Welcome back to the show. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash here, listening if you're out there, coast to coast, or you're watching the simulcast of the radio program, either on YouTube, Facebook, The First, wherever you can find us. This is uh, an event that I am super excited to talk about, and it benefits an amazing organization that my husband and I are, are proud supporters of. In fact, we just had their big gala event the other night. Uh, or actually the, over the last weekend here in Dallas with Folds of Honor. And we are so proud to work with that organization. And we're also so proud, you know, as you know, I work with, uh, well, we're sponsored by, uh, my coffee comes from Black Rifle Coffee. And one of the uh, coffee snobs that's at Black Rifle Coffee is to bring all this together is part of this amazing event that is coming up. And it is what it's, it's the, it's triple seven skydiving the seven continents with special operations veterans this sounds like one of the most ambitious and also craziest things i've ever heard of and i'm so excited to talk about this with jericho denman who himself uh veteran he deployed 15 times in iraq and afghanistan uh and he's been retired from active duty since 2017 he writes at coffee or die he's with black rifle coffee company as well and he's here to talk to us about this amazing event that's coming up that that people can support and i hope that they donate uh, as well uh, to Folds of Honor. For, so first off, Jericho, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, appreciate what you do. What's your favorite roast? I'm just going to ask you that right first. Oh, my favorite roast is uh, Blackbeard's Delight. Yeah, That's I'm a dark. That's one of mine I'm too. A- yeah, I'd like dark roast. I was wondering about that. I like the Tactic Squatch and, and Blackbeard's Delight. I like, oh, okay, all right. I just, I wanted it because it's like you kind of see where someone's coming from when you ask them that because if you're going to tell me something light, I was going to be like, well, okay. Sir. All right. So first off, appreciate you. Appreciate your service. Appreciate all you do. Tell me about this because this, uh, you know, Folds of Honor, and, I, and this is ultimately what this event is benefiting. Tell me about where in the world did this idea come from? Seven continents, seven jumps, seven days, and it all happens at the same time as I understand, correct? No. Uh, well, first, thanks for having me on, but no, we're what do you mean by at the same time? Well, no, I mean, it's, well, you're in, it, well, maybe not like at the, you're going to seven different continents, seven jumps in seven days, maybe not at the exact same time, but, but this is, uh, uh, how did this come to, how did this come out? Oh. Why is, I'm just like, you're, that's great. I mean, most people would be like, I'm going to give a donation and volunteer. And you're like, oh. no, we're all jumping out of airplanes all around the world. That's what we're doing. Yeah, you know, in this day and age, it takes something big to get people's attention. So uh, it was yeah. it was kind of the brainchild of uh, Mike Sorelli, who runs Legacy Expeditions with uh, Andy Stump, two uh, former uh, SEAL operators. Um, they do a lot of adventure skydiving. They jump into Everest. They go to crazy places wow. and jump uh, wow. offsite, non-drop zone type jumps. Um, so they, you know, put their brains together and like, how could we do something that's gonna that's going to get eyeballs and uh, breaking this world record uh, and doing it by a lot um, is, is kind of the thing that we thought of. Um, 
What is the world record it's, currently? It's somewhere around five and a half months. It's actually pretty long. So we're going to we're going to crush it. We're going to wow. blow it out of the water. Um, but, you know, as far as Black Rifle Coffee coming on and, and being a part of this uh, back in March, uh, Evan, the CEO and a few of us from the company went through uh, accelerated freefall and learned how to skydive. So, you know, at the time we were like, this is just a really great fun thing to kind of inspire other veterans to do fun things. But then this expedition came about and we said, wow, this is an opportunity to, for us to use that skill set in order to continue to serve and raise awareness and inspire veterans and raise, you know, money for a great cause for all the Gold Star kids uh, from from this last 20 years. Yeah. And for folks who are just tuning in about this, uh, Gold uh, Folds of Honor is the organization that this is benefiting. We're talking with Jericho Denman. Uh, and this it's a, it's an organization that provides educational scholarships for those the children of Gold Star families. I mean, they want to make sure that their families are taken care of. They go and serve us. I mean, it's the least that people can do to make sure that their kids are provided for and don't have to worry about what comes next. That takes a, a huge weight off of the shoulders of, you know, the, the family that is this still there. And uh, it's I mean, it's I was I read uh, I well, we were at this we were at an event. We heard firsthand uh, the story of how Folds of Honor uh, came to be put together, how it how it started, how it was created. And we heard from so many of the uh, recipients of these scholarships and to really appreciate the impact um, and to see how many families have been uh, have benefited from this was a really humbling thing to see and how many still are receiving these scholarships. I actually just saw something, uh, Adam Driver did a video where he presented the daughter of a veteran with a scholarship and that was pretty amazing. How did this come to, how did, tell us about, um, you know, what you're, what you're expecting, what you would like to see from people um, and your overall thoughts, you know, about this because, you know, this is a great, this is a great event. And as you said, this is, you know, kind of blowing, you know, the record out of the water. So this is a big way to do it. Yeah, I mean, what I'm expecting and, and what I what I hope for is that, you know, people take a look at this, the cause uh, we're trying to raise enough money for 1400 scholarships, um, about seven million dollars. So yeah. when you really take a, a look, you step back and you think, OK, there there is a there is a kid right now. There's a 10 year old kid right now whose you know, parent was killed maybe seven, eight years ago. And. We've been out of Afghanistan for a, a year and change now, and and the news cycle forgot about it already. So how little support are these Gold Star families going to be receiving 10 years, 12 years down the road? So that's why we wanted to have this lofty goal to try and fill, fill the bank up as much as possible to continue to support these kids as the nation's memory wanes. And, yeah. you know, it's sad but true that, you know, there's there's – you know, right up to uh, right up to the the last bombing at the Abbey Gate. There's there's Gold Star kids from that, and you know, 18 years from now, who's going to really remember? So, we're trying to, again, it's a big goal, but we know that as time passes on, people are going to start to forget, and they already have, and that's why you have to do something kind of wild and crazy to uh, to get eyeballs. Um, and, and I love that you're doing this. And of course, Folds of Honor started by Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney. Uh, I at the event um, I, we, we heard from this woman. I'm so glad that you mentioned the time span too. Um, there was a, a, a amazing woman who spoke, and she had two daughters who were quite young uh, when she lost her husband. And it was kind of it was really 
startling because she was showing photos of how little they were. And then she showed all of a sudden, and you're thinking, oh, this is maybe just a few years ago. You really understood that span of time when she showed a picture of them today and the girls are in college and they're starting out on their own. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this is a whole span, a whole life lived right here. And you're right. It's so important because right after something happens, as you said, it's media's got it out there. It's fresh in everyone's mind. But that need doesn't go away. And it's delayed, you know, over a decade later. And, you know, there and it's so important. In fact, one of them, I think, was going into uh, cinematography and the others going into nursing, which is so amazing. And it's just it was fantastic to hear these stories. Uh, So tell me about the jumps, because seven continents, seven days. Where all are where where's all this happening at? I mean, I'm assuming it's all over nice, flat farmland. Oh, yeah. nice. (laughs) I would want like pillows. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, the first one, uh, the first one is is kind of the one that's the biggest, lo- the most what ifs. Um, so we're going to be going to uh, Antarctica on the first of the year. Um, well, yeah, there you go. To Antarctica, which uh, it's going to be a balmy negative 45 on the ground Ooh. and then uh, a super warm negative 75 at altitude where we actually jump out of the aircraft. Um, wow. So you really meant one, it going all out. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, there's. <laughs> A lot of logistical uh, and... and I, th- just, I say, I just know how long it takes sitting on the tarmac for them to de-ice the wings. I can't even imagine what this is like. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's That one's the one that I'm uh, I'm not necessarily looking forward to. Um, <laughs> I was bold enough in the military. But um, that that one, we go from... So we go from Antarctica, then we, we boogie up to uh, Santiago, Chile. We get mm-hmm. a jump in there. Mm-hmm. Fly up to Tampa, Florida will be our third jump for North America. Um then we hop over to Barcelona, Spain, and wow. get a jump in wow. in Spain. Uh, straight over to Egypt to get the African continent. Um, and then we're hopping on and heading to the United Arab Emirates and getting a jump there to cover Asia. And then the final jump will be in Perth, Australia, wow. where we're hoping to jump with some uh, Australian special operators there. That is fantastic. I Well, I mean, this is just awesome what you're doing. And... Uh, folks can go to foldsofhonor.org to learn more about the organization and people can sign up to be a squad uh, squadron member. I think it's like $13 a month and you can sign up to support uh, a student and and help take care of, of a scholarship. So, you know, every little bit counts and, and that's incredibly important. Foldsofhonor.org is the website. And of course, don't forget Black Rifle Coffee as well. Jericho Denman, so appreciate you. Appreciate what you do. And I love... I mean, we kind of laugh about it, but you know how, you know, going to Antarctica, but that's, I love that it's so over the top because people are thinking, what is this for? And if it's, if it's for as big as going to Antarctica to jump, it's big enough to check out and make a commitment to. So, so appreciate what you do and appreciate the good coffee because some days it's the only thing that keeps me upright. God love you. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks so much. (laughs) Appreciate you guys. Thank you. for. Of course. And folks, you can go as well. Uh, we're going to make sure we put the link up there uh, for the triple seven, seven continents, seven jumps, seven days. And I got to tell you, it is um, the Folds of Honor organization is absolutely fantastic. And I'm I'm just so impressed with uh, everything. I mean, I, we were listening to, uh, as I said, Lieutenant uh, Colonel Dan Rooney when he was talking about how he came to start this. And he, uh, you know, F-16 fighter pilot, he was in Oklahoma Air National Guard, and he was on a commercial airline, and the airline landed. And, you know, people, you know how people are usually really quick to get up 
and everybody wants to get off the plane because, because apparently you get a medal if you get off first. I don't know. Uh, everybody wants to get off the plane. And when they landed, the pilot announced that they were carrying the remains of Corporal Brock Buckland on board. And Lieutenant Colonel Rooney watched um, because everybody else was kind of getting up and getting out of their seats. And he was like, I, I'm sitting here. I'm staying in my seat. And he watched as Corporal Buckland's twin brother and the rest of the family walked up somberly to meet the flag-covered casket that comes out of the plane and meet the family on the tarmac. And among them was his young son, Jacob. And that's a real unbelievable thing to see if you have ever been on a flight like that. Because you are watching the saddest moment in a family's life. And then, you know, with their young kids, because so often they're young kids, you know, as, you know, her Jericho talking about just the explosion at the gate there at the Hamid Karzai airport, you know, there were gold star kids made that day. And what happens to those children after? What happens to them? They don't have that parent there. They don't have, you know, their, their mother or father there. What are they going to do with school? What are they going to do with their education? What are they going to do when they grow up? There is you know, a a leg on that stool that's been knocked out. And so this is what Folds of Honor is dedicated to doing, is providing uh, support for those families to make sure those kids can get scholarships. It's for the the scholarships to the spouses and children of America's fallen or disabled military members. And also the mission has expanded to families of America's first responders as well. So it is an amazing organization. And uh, I I think definitely check out foldsofhonor.org as well as you got to be watching these jumps. This is crazy. Uh, In Antarctica. Jumping out, you're going to get hit. No, I don't think there's penguins. Well, yeah, maybe. It, yeah, you're going hit, to hit a penguin jumping out there. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time. You know, I went, started this whole day thinking it was Wednesday. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Because you know why? It's these stupid election stuff. Oh, they're still counting this. This is still good. And so you, when you work in news and you keep seeing the same stupid headlines basically it just i honestly think it like pull it just pulls you back and you think that you're still i literally until maybe then when the show started i thought it was wednesday isn't that crazy so here i'm like sitting here planning out the pieces that are going to be running on the newsletter over at chapter chapter and verse over at substack and then i realized i was running out of days of the week i'm like well rats it's friday tomorrow And I don't want to bug you guys like on Saturday and Sunday unless something crazy big is happening. So I'm like, well, I guess this will have to go Monday and Tuesday. Well, dang. So it just is kind of a bummer, man. Uh, Anyway, so uh, we uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out about the uh, Colorado, the 03 race, just to get another seat for majority in the house. Tomorrow we are going we're going to be talking to my friend David Harsani about the NatCon thing, which I think is a fascinating. It's something we do have to talk about. Because you do not want to be Democrat light, right? Like nobody wants to be Democrat light. And now these stories are starting to come out about even more about Hunter and Joe Biden. So this, the, I, I've just noticed, you know, these other these other political reporters, they're they're floating these pieces. Oh, Biden was chairman of the board. Oh, he is compromised by Hunter's foreign deals. Oh, 
See, I told you. What did I tell you? You're going to start seeing all of these stories come out because they want him out for 2024. I don't care if he's competitive against, you know, if, if it's Trump or not. They want him out in 2024. They want somebody else. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow as well, plus all the latest. Today in Stupidity, Kane. Oh, it'll be AOC and her straw man stupidity because that's, that's usually all she comes up with. Here's her latest in regards to transgender rights. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. The same folks who tell who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, COVID. that climate no, change isn't real, that January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And so the idea- no, we, there are people what? who are pretending to be the opposite sex that are real. Yeah. It's just that it's pretending. It's not yes. a real transition. You don't just sprout they're a real people. That's not how that works. They're real people pretending. Yes, they're re- real people who pretend. So there you go. Folks, that <laughs> does it for us today. You notice Kane missed that. He missed it. <laughs> we'll be back with you tomorrow. God bless. Go sign up for the newsletter at Substack. Find me on Facebook, YouTube as well. Have a great night. Back with you tomorrow afternoon.